I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z that stands for Zach. And all gather around, lads and lassies. We're going to take a trip to the Emerald Idol today. <laughs> we saw the Banshees of Inishirin. Inishirin. See, you said it. You were I nervous. Did. I was. And you said it. I still have a backup plan in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. It'll come out, I'm sure. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin, uh, a... Martin McDonough directed and written a film starring Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Carrie Condon, Barry Keegan, basically all your favorite. A donkey. Jenny the donkey. All your favorite Irish actors. (laughs) Uh, On an Irish island on the West Coast, a beautiful part of the world. Having a interesting, uh, interesting few days of the dissolution of a friendship and, uh, uh, what happens on a simple town in a simple life when the simple things go wrong? This is the latest installment of our run of going through all of the 2023 nominees for Best Picture for the Oscars. <laughs> Are we halfway through at this point? Uh, yes. Maybe? We, let me count. I have it ready. I keep forgetting that we've, we saw some we prior seen, to the nominations. We have seen one, two, three, four... Five, five. <laughs> we are officially halfway through. Woo-woo. Uh, with only you know eleven days to go. We got, a, we got homework, bro. We, we got time. We're gonna we're gonna charge through some of them this week. You're gonna be seeing a lot of content from us. And where are you gonna be seeing that content? Well, on the internet, on social media, on Instagram at a dot z underscore movie review, on Twitter. A underscore Z underscore movie review. Instagram is mostly the reviews and the podcasts, and and Twitter is occasional thoughts on trailers and movies and whatever News. else is going on in the world. And if you're listening, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. This is our 26th episode. We recently passed 500 downloads. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun, and I this is one of my favorite times of the year when we get to take in some quality cinema. Uh, yeah, instead of the usual crap we watch. Well, you know we're we're pop culture enthusiasts like like the rest of the world. You chose to see Morbius, okay? I I made that sacrifice a year ago. <laughs> I'm I'm still haven't recovered, um, but here we are. Going from a vampire to a banshee. Um, where do we want to start here? Do you, th- do you think it's a Best Picture nominee? Yeah. Yes. Did you like it? I loved it. Of course you did. I absolutely love this, this movie. Is your, this is your... Oh, my God. I, we were just talking about it. My heritage? No, no, no. What was the one last year? 
Belfast. Belfast. This is your your Belfast 2.0. Well, no, okay. not even 2.0, but I just liked, like <laughs> I liked Belfast a lot because I thought it was a good movie. And did the additional Irish Catholicness of it help? Sure, but like I didn't. I didn't think it was going to win. I like I I liked it for myself, but I didn't. I still didn't think it was better than some of the other nominees. I feel like. I'm remembering you saying if this was another year, a previous year, that Belfast would have won. I think I might have said that. So for you to sit here now and say, oh, I didn't think it would win. like I didn't think it would win, (laughs) but that's what that statement meant. I didn't think it would win that year, but in a different year, maybe. I don't think it would be this year either because I think Banshees of Inisherin is is better than Belfast. Um, It is delightful absolutely a delightful movie uh while it is certainly a dark comedy Again, a theme with our, our our films right now not necessarily a happy film no but it's funny it is it funny. Is, it is deathly funny um it's a beautiful setting the 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 place that they filmed inishirin not a real place but there is an island that they filmed on called inishmore which is obviously a real place on the western coast of ireland um you know those gorgeous cliffs and beaches and it's 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 phenomenal the greenery um and additionally i some of the best performances that you'll see this year and i think that's that's reflected in the nominees where every major actor is up for their respective award uh when it comes to the oscars and the sags and everything like that um colin farrell very funny brendan gleason very funny uh, it, we'll we'll go through everybody when we go through the the awards, but I thought it was a delightful movie, and I think I I, I put it in the blurb. This is my favorite movie of the year of twenty twenty two of twenty twenty two the the film year of twenty twenty two. I absolutely love this. Go go find it on HBO Max immediately. It, it you'll you'll definitely have a good time with it. What do you think? I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I echo a lot of your sentiments as well um i think maybe the story felt a little slow um or just, it, it took a minute to kind of fall into place and i i felt myself feeling frustrated with what was happening with no real explanation as to like why these characters were behaving this way um but yeah i fully agree the performances are so strong and I would like to um, raise a glass to my diligence of watching Dairy Girls to help me through (laughs) with these accents because holy shit, these people are so fucking Irish. They talk in a very specific way. In a very specific way with the (laughs) the vernacular and the slang and the and the phrasing of things. The the (laughs) The sing the sing song. The way that every other sentence ends with the word like. (laughs) yeah it was so i mean and i watch it was i watch you know so i watch things with subtitles anyway so i mean it was helpful but i wasn't as dependent on the subtitles but i think dairy girls had a lot to do with that Mm -hmm. sidebar go watch dairy girls on netflix it is delightful um coming back the story is very good the movie itself is beautiful it is gorgeous and i i remember sitting there thinking like this 
must have been so fun to film just in like an environment to exist in. You want to take a trip? We tried. <laughs> That's true. We, <laughs> we, tr- we, we were going to go to Ireland and then, you know, the, the world A select down. few listeners will, will, <laughs> will hear that and go, oh. oh. <laughs> um, yeah, just incredible. I think it was incredibly acted. I think the script is, is great because it is that, that language is everything that you see. All of that is on the page. Um, I think maybe one criticism that I have for it is that, and we can get into it later, is it it left me feeling a little unresolved. Sure. Like the ending is is a little open-ended, which is fine. I just, it's so easy to become invested. And I felt as though the story was incredibly thought-provoking and just, I'm trying to figure yeah. out how to describe it, but it's like, it just made me think of a lot of things in terms of like friendship and growth and maturity and whatever. And, you know, so I was really kind of glued and dialed in and, and waiting for some sort of final resolution. And it didn't turn out that way. And that, mm-hmm. that's, that's okay. But I, I'd, I'd, ra- I'd rather have something a little more concrete. Sure. I, and I agree with the, the idea that it, it does take a minute. Because the, the, the setup, of course, the, the, the easy setup is uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson are lifelong friends. They talk to each other every day. They, they go to the pub at 2 p.m. every day. Uh, they talk all the time. And then one day, Brendan Gleeson's character just decides he doesn't want to anymore. He literally says, stop talking to me. Right. He just. He, I don't want you to talk to me ever again. They don't, he doesn't want to be friends with them anymore. And so Colin Farrell's character, uh, Patrick. Uh, He's basically going through a friend breakup, which is harder than a regular breakup. And so the the movie kind of builds out from there of these people that you talk every single day and then one day they decide, nope. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, and and that's kind of frustrating too, because you're like, well, that that can't possibly yet. So you're waiting for, for something and it, and it kind of goes down the road. And like you said, the, the, the resolution isn't necessarily. There, there is, I think there is a resolution had. Is it what you thought we were going to get by the, at the beginning of the movie? Maybe not. But I do think it's a resolution. But it's, it's unique. It, it, it is a movie that it kind of keeps you on your toes in that way, where it's not formulaic. Right. Um, so I think, I think it did a great job uh, with, with that and the writing. And that's credit to uh, Martin McDonough. Uh, he previously directed... Uh, Farrell and Gleason in in Bruges, um, mm-hmm. which is a, a fantastic movie. Now, I, I want to read some of uh, Martin McDonough's. Just, yeah. Can I just say one thing really quick sure. about one specific performance? Yeah, I had no idea that. Oh crap! What's his name? Barry, Barry Keegan. Yeah, no idea that he sounded like that. <laughs> Because in Eternals, internal, in Eternals, (laughs) he's very mumbly Mm -hmm. and very grumpy and Mm -hmm. very like degaff. In the Batman, you don't don't actually see him. I'm not revealing anything else, but that is a very put on performance of something. And then acting. And then in this one, (laughs) 
He's he's phenomenal. I he, love Barry No, Keegan. he was great, but I'm just like, <laughs> is this his actual voice? I sat every time he was talking, I was just like, is this what he really like, sounds like? Oh, don't I you mean, know. It's yeah. fine, but I mean, j- it it just kind of threw me off every time he popped up. I almost wanted him to be like, dude, please be quiet. <laughs> he's a little bit of a babbler anyway yes sorry in, in the movie pivot back so martin mcdonough i want to ch- i want to want you to see if there's a theme to um oh they're all in ireland and featuring n- irish people no and- his between the titles of his plays and his films the beauty queen of leanne the cripple of inishman the lonesome the lonesome was the lieutenant of inishmore a beheading in spokane in bruges three billboards outside of ebbing missouri the banshees of inishirin Harry Potter and the <laughs> Harry Potter and the yeah. Harry Potter and the yeah. Harry Potter and the it's it's a thing in a place thing in a place place at a thing. You know what? Stick to your strengths, man. It's 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 kind of wonderful that way. Um, and he so basically I didn't know he did billboards. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has Irish parents, but he was born and raised in uh, London. Um, so. This is a completely Irish production between the uh, director, the you writer. The, yes, it's this is as Irish of a movie as I think I've ever seen. Um, and we saw Belfast. And we saw Bel- well, Belfast is Northern Ireland. Oh, so, sorry. Know. Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it, it definitely captures that small Irish village on the sea. This is like. In the early 1900s? 1920s, I believe, is when it's set. Well, it's not yeah. the late 1900s, obviously. <laughs> no, it's, it's set... Uh, there's an, the Irish Civil War is going on on the mainland. Uh, and it's just funny to see these people that... The, to the troubles of the world mean nothing to them. Yeah. Because all it is is just the 50 people that live on this island. And you just got to tame your sheep and meet at the pub and go to bed. Play your music. Um, and then whatever Barry Keegan does. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Keegan kind of just roams He's about. He's just with like a, the butterfly. Oh, I found a stick with a hook. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> like that is an actual line. Yeah. <laughs> He's fabulous. Um, let's go through um, nominations. Not Oscar nominations. Yeah. Uh, well, I I want to give a rundown because this has been widely acclaimed all over the place. So, um. At the Golden Globes, it was nominated and won for Best Musical Comedy Film. Uh, in Calling it a comedy is not fully incorrect. No, it's funny. But it's funny no, as hell. I, I, I'm not saying it's not, but I don't know if I'd primarily classify it as a comedy. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's cer- definitely not a musical. It's Let's a, it, just rule that out. It is a, it is a dark comedy through and through. Um, uh, Colin Farrell won for actor in a musical or comedy. Um, and Barry Keegan and Brendan Gleeson were both nominated for supporting actor and lost to Kihue Kwan. Carrie Condon was nominated for supporting and lost to Angela Bassett. Uh, Martin McDonough won screenplay, and yeah, so it, it did quite well. At the at the Globes, um, for the ninety fifth annual Academy Awards, it is nominated for Best Picture. What? 
It is nominated for best. Do we? So we do we think it deserved best picture nomination? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Next. Yeah. Like no, no question. Um, it is nominated for best director for Martin McDonough. Yeah, I'd say that's deserved. It is nominated for best actor Colin Farrell. Sure. Act, well, yeah. I mean. He must have gotten all the Botox taken out of his forehead because the way this guy has his worry lines all over his face and eyebrows, that dude just literally looks panicked the entire time. I didn't think we were having a row. Yeah. Just, just the, like, he's very, he is very expressive. It's a very facially expressive performance, but his eyebrows in particular, because they're so dark, they stood out. They're just in this constant state of worry. For like 80% of the movie. If there is a thing where, if you, if you ask me, what is Colin Farrell's acting trait? <laughs> I would say eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, supporting actor, two nominations for Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keegan. I think maybe Brendan Gleeson is kind of just like a legacy nomination there. I think he does a great job. He was fine. Barry Keegan's such a wild performance because he's he's around but he's not like important <laughs> but he, he he certainly is um doing some stuff as as you said he's just kind of he's, he's having the, a great he's time the social butterfly of town yeah he's having a great time as uh, as dominic best supporting for carrie condon phenomenal she was good she was absolutely phenomenal i think like of the acting performances she I like Colin Farrell a lot. Like I, I, I have some love for him now, like in that category. Um, but I think Carrie, Carrie Condon was the one that kind of jumped off of Oh wow. And she's acted for Martin McDonough on stage before she's in a, in a tough spot. Cause like, you know, are you going to knock off Angela Bassett? But no, she did the thing, but Carrie Condon was incredible in, in the movie. I, 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 I loved her performance. Um, uh, best original screenplay, I think that's deserved too. Because as I, I said, every all the everything there is on the page. From what I understand, this isn't there isn't a whole lot of improv here. It's kind of word perfect script. Oh my god, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's totally deserved and probably wins. Um, what is it up against in best original? In best original screenplay, it is up against everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fableman's Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Oh, all of those we haven't seen except everything. Everything everywhere. Eh, okay. It's tighter I mean, race than I would thought. Okay, yeah. Next. I mean, one of them has um, lines about a donkey and another one has lines about jumping ass first onto a butt plug to send you to a multiverse. Oh, my God. I didn't realize what you were doing. And I was like, when did that happen in the movie? No, I'm talking about the various nominees. Yes, yes, yes. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Wild movie. Go see it. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that part. I don't think we even talked about it. No, I realized that when we, after I had listened back, we didn't mention like the, cra- the craziest thing that happened in that you movie. You know what? We That's... had to leave some, some surprises for yeah, y'all. Yeah, go, uh, go watch that movie. Um, best editing. Sure. Yeah. Fine. Uh, best original score. Did you take you you mention all the time that it's if you don't notice it it's good but you what how did you I, feel it, here? It didn't clock on my radar at 
all. Yeah, I think it's it's very so, simplistic. Because you, I think yeah. the only time I noticed it was the end, uh, where it's it's that very kind of simple like plucking. I mean, I yeah, I don't know if you count the fiddle songs. I don't know as if part I do. of the score. Um, but those are its. Uh, what is that? Nine nominations. Wonderful. Eight nominations. Eight nominations. No, nine because there's two actors in one category. Nine nominations. Um, all right. Any other non-spoiler thoughts of the Banshees? Of you want to say your joke? No, um, I'll save it for later. <clears throat> okay. It's actually your joke, but I still will save it for later. I, I have too I much respect for this film. wanted to, so I, I'm a little foggy on the details because I know they do kind of, they do mention it at one point, and maybe if you want to save it for after we're behind the spoiler curtain, that's fine. But I'm a little puzzled about the title. Oh. Yes, I will save that for after the spoiler okay. curtain. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, banshees are a, a well-known thing in Irish folklore. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I can't get into that more until we talk Ten about four. it. Um, so, uh, that's our non-spoiler thoughts. I, I highly recommend going on HBO Max right now and watching it. It's available. And it not only is it available, but it goes down easy. Yes, very it's much so. It's not like all quiet where you're just like going through the trenches of war. It's mm-hmm. not like really intense and all consuming like everything everywhere all at once. It's not three and a half hours long like Avatar. It, it is very digestible. And if nothing else, you just get to look at Ireland for two hours. <laughs> it's it's 114 minutes, so it comes in just under two hours. Um, we talked about when we w- reviewed All Quiet. I saw All Quiet on a layover in Chicago. I immediately got onto the plane and I watched Banshees for that flight. And I, it made that flight go quite easy. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, full full marks. Take it in. After this, spoilers. Sit somewhere else. Uh, but I have my pint there, Colm. He has his pint there, Colm, from when he came in and ordered his pint before. No. Okay. I'll sit somewhere else, so. Are you rowing? I didn't think we were rowing. Well, you are rowing. Well, you are rowing. He's sitting outside and he's on like a watch him call. That does look like we're rowing. Okay, spoilers, plot discussion for... The Banshees. Everyone also dies. What the hell? I'm totally <laughs> kidding. The Banshees of Inishirin, no. There are two deaths that will happen on Inishirin this night. Um, oh, yeah, there's a literal, like, witch in the movie. <laughs> so when we're talking, we can, we can get that here. They mention early, at some point in the movie, I think it's Brendan Gleeson's character, whose name is Colm. Uh, <laughs> yes. There's a very funny character from Dairy Girls. Name Uncle Colum. Oh yes. And every time they'd say Colum's name, I go, "Oh no." Oh no. <laughs> uh, he mentions there are no banshees on Inishir, and there's there's no need to worry about like ghost stories and things like that. But there's this one character whose name is uh, what is her name? She is Miss McCormick. I fully believe she is the banshee of Inishirin. In this context. How interesting. I might she happens you. to just be 
around and ghouly and ghastly and predicts the deaths but and thought- fishes Barry Keegan out of the lake later with his stick his with a hook. His own stick with a hook. No, I did notice that. I thought banshees were like associated with screaming. Yeah, but not. This lady's very docile. Well, and it says banshees, and there's only one of her. Sure. But she is very, like, I don't want to say ethereal because that implies, like, something that she is not, but she, <laughs> they do call her literally a ghoul in yeah. the movie. Well, I think it's, a, I think it's, I think the banshee in this case, I think it's literally her, one of them is her. And then I just think that there's this specter of life on that island that, Carrie Condon's character, uh, Siobhan, wants to get out of. She, you're just under pressure from this yeah. small town. Oh, you know who I bet the other one is? Hmm. The, uh, the, the store lady. Who oh, kept, like, she sucks. She was awful. Yeah, the, the, the lady in the The gossip the store. hound. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, her name was Postmistress Miss O'Reardon. Uh, yeah. Whose actress's name is... So Irish, I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> Brid Nechtain. No, that's probably not even how you say it. Anyway, um, so as we detailed, this movie starts with uh, you have uh, Podrick, played by Colin Farrell. He goes to meet his longtime friend, Colm, for their daily trip to the pub. And Column. He gets denied, ghosted. It gets yeah. ghosted. He gets ghosted. He's he knocks on the window. He sees him sitting in there and doesn't answer. So he just goes off to the pub, where he meets the 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 publican as they're called, John Joe. Loved John Joe. He was a great guy. Oh my god, him and like one other dude had yes. <laughs> a little session where they just kept like repeating each other. And I, loved, I was I loved that. I was I was having a hard time. You having a row? No, you're not having a row. You having a row? I guess we're having a row. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he, doesn't, he just doesn't want to hang out with them anymore. And he gets to the pub, and he says, you know, I'm going to go sit over here. And it, it just frustrates Podrick why his friend doesn't want to speak to him anymore. And he can't get anything out of him. And this is the thing where you're talking about. It does take a while for this to yeah, sort of Yeah, this gestate. tension is built, and it takes its sweet time to, to set that up to the point where I'm sitting here like, we get it. He's mad at him. Why? Can we please get to why? Can we please move this along? No, he just doesn't like him no more. He thinks he's dull. Colum thinks that Podrick is just simply dull. And Colum is yeah. a man that is well, musically inclined and plays the fiddle. And He has this thought of that he's realized that he's like older in life and wants to make sure that he, not in so many words, but it like leaves a legacy. He wants to be remembered for something right. beyond, you know, whatever. He's spending time writing this song over the course of it. And that's what he thinks. He, he later he says to Podrick, "Music gets remembered, but dull people like you, no, no just it, for being you don't get remembered for just being nice." Yeah, because Podrick's whole angle was, "Well, I'm an I'm a nice guy, and that counts for something, right?" And and Column's like, 
No. You remember Mozart? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there, there's a lot of fun back and forth of kind of the, the, the lines being repeated. Uh, you know, call him or a uh, Padre goes back to his house where his sister Siobhan there is, you know, doing the laundry and whatnot. And she just says, maybe he just doesn't like you no more. And that ends up being what it is. He just doesn't like him anymore. Um, but in this column, just or Padraig can't take this from column sitting down. He just no this, this guy. He's my friend. I can't just not leave him alone. It is a very just like blunt way of yeah of doing that. He didn't like make an announcement to him. He just decided I'm not. I'm just not yeah, going to talk to this guy he, anymore. He didn't. He didn't. Didn't even have a conversation about it, or like even <laughs> even just even just inform him. Like, sir, we are done. I'm moving on. It was just over. And then was like pissy when, you know, Podrick has the nerve to say, well, hey, what the hell? Well, you liked me yesterday. Yeah. I th- so when I watched this movie, I thought that you would like it uh, maybe even a bit more than, than you do, because I thought, if anything, you would just respect the lengths at which column goes to make someone leave them the fuck alone (laughs) stop talking to me go away if you keep coming back i'm going to cut off my finger and i'm gonna keep cutting them off if you keep coming back leave me alone that's some good ammo for the office (laughs) i like i i genuinely thought at, at a minimum you would just respect brendan gleason for like he wants to be left the fuck alone I respect that. Get some headphones, my guy. Let's let's <laughs> well. dial down the dramatics. <laughs> I, do, I mean, I, I get it. Like, we want to... It's a hell of a way to send a message. So with... And, like, to just solidify here, yeah. this is not Zach being dramatic. This is literally what Column is saying to Podrick. Yes, literally. Leave me alone. I will cut off my fingers and he <laughs> I will, holds I will, them up. I will cut off my sheep sh- with my sheep shears. I will cut these fingers off. Yes. So with him being put out by Colin, Podrick is, he's left to hang out with Dominic as played by Barry Keegan, Keegan, who is the town. I don't know. He's not the town weirdo. He's just like. He's definitely different. Yeah. I. I'm trying to think of a delicate way. I think in modern times, people might infer that he's like slightly autistic. Mm, sure. He's, he doesn't take social cues very well. Yes. Yeah. He's. Yeah. He just, yeah, he doesn't, he, he doesn't know when to like leave people alone either. And he, but he just keeps talking and he's also like, I mean, like it, it, that's why like column calls Podrick dull and he's like, I'm not as dull as Dominic. Like that's, some, you know, Dominic's dull. I'm not, I, you know, I have thoughts and it turns out that he's really not that different from, from Dominic. Yeah. He's like, ultimately, but I think the town views Dominic as like, as like dumb or dim. He says dim. dim. Yeah. Um, which is different, different from dull. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Podrick's boring, but <laughs> Dominic's <he>? dumb. 
Can I mean, someone who is that stubborn be boring? Well, it's not that he's stubborn. He's just, he's... Uh, he's. I n- think Brendan Gleeson would disagree. <laughs> well, I think Brendan Gleeson's probably pretty <laughs> stubborn on his own. That's fair. Because, uh, like, all all uh, Podrick is doing is just trying to be nice and, like, talk to a guy. And now this guy that he talks to all the time is saying no. So he has to <laughs> spend his, his afternoons now with with Dominic and that includes learning more about Dominic's life where uh, they go to steal some whiskey from right under his, Dominic's father's nose and Dominic's, Who, Dominic's father officer, is yeah. the guard. He's like the town policeman. Yeah. yeah but he, there is a special Irish name. Uh, and uh, in, in turn, Dominic gets pushed out of the house. Well, beaten. And pushed out of the house because... In stealing said alcohol, yeah. we get a, quite a graphic shot of his father. Yep. Full frontal. The one time I was glad to be watching this on my phone on a plane <laughs> where I didn't get a clean look at that. Yeah. Um, the father was, as they say, having a wank, but yep. he was asleep. He so said, he was, it wasn't an active situation. Again, the, the, the terminology is like, oh, my dad was having a wank. Like, oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's a phrase um and it, yeah so uh, dominic gets in trouble he has to stay with uh siobhan and Padraig for a minute and this is and we can tr- use this to sort of transition into siobhan where she is seemingly getting increasingly frustrated by the simpleness of the town siobhan's obviously very smart she and reads. she has her wits about her. she that's reads her yeah thing that the people know about her is that she reads books <sighs> must be a witch it's literally Bell. Yes. <laughs> Look at that weirdo reading a book. Um, and so where, whether it's like Dominic coming around or this, this petty grievance between her brother and Colm, she just Or is, her brother's incessant need to let the farm animals in the house. I mean, come on. You, you got to let Jenny in the house. Jenny is the donkey yeah. that Padraig has an affinity for yeah. not in any like no she's no, she's, she's just like a, a nice pet. she's a pet she's a nice pet she's uh, a cute little bell yeah yeah uh so siobhan just gets increasingly frustrated of like i, I you know needing to get out of there all these things sort of keep crossing over because again it's a small town and so they cross over when they're at the pub they go there for the evening and uh podrick shows up with uh dominic and it's like uh, column is playing the fiddle. He's got a whole group of fiddle players and they're like, when did this get hap- When When did they call this up? He's like, oh, it was a last minute thing. Just, you know, the, the John Joe says that the, the pub owner. And so Podrick, again, feeling increasingly put off, keeps trying to reconnect with column. And sure enough, column sticks to his word and cuts off a finger. Yeah. Cuts off a finger and lets Podrick and by association, Siobhan know well, they are at home eating breakfast or something, and they yeah. hear a thud on the door. That is Colm throwing his finger at their door. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> and again, so Colm is trying to be a fiddler, and he's cutting fingers off his fiddling hand. Uh, so it's doing detriment to, to his life. It's to show this. that he's serious, to yeah. show Podrick that he's serious. He's like, your annoyance is is going to affect my livelihood, and you have to live with that. Oh, we we did skip over a bit of that night because that was 
the scene where we're talking about uh, Colum or uh, Podrick has a couple more drinks and he finally confronts Colum about like, why don't you want to talk to me? I'm just being nice. I've been, you know, I'm not dull. I'm nice. And that's when we have the discussion of music and Mozart and, and he's like, uh, Colum says, oh, Mo- Mo- Mozart music for 200 years ago. And, uh, Siobhan you'll, being you, smart, you'll clip it in. Siobhan being smart again was just like, it wasn't 200 years ago, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You idiot. Yeah. Um, but that was the conversation that inspires Colum to finally follow through here, cut off the finger, throw it at the door. Um, so Colum now needs to respond or a uh, Podrick needs to respond now. So he tries to break up his little fiddling group. He finds one of the fiddlers and tries to send him back to the mainland. Oh, uh, your, your dad died. Uh, f- that was fucking hilarious. Oh, what, what happened to him? Oh, it's so sad. Cause my mom died a year ago. Oh well, yeah. Well he got hit by a bread truck. My mom also got hit by a bread truck. It's just like, Oh, nailed it. <laughs> a fan- nailed it. A fantastic little thing. Um, while all this is building up and the tensions are going, this is when Miss McCormick makes her proclamation that death will come to Inishirin soon. Two, two, two deaths. deaths will come to Inishirin. Uh, so Podrick, who claimed himself as a nice guy, all of a sudden is doing something not so nice. And of course, who points that out to him? But the town. Dim bulb. Yeah. Dominic, who's like, you know, you're not really nice now. I think that's the what it kind of counters your claim of Dominic being like He's not, simple. Like not no, because I I thought you had said that he doesn't know when to leave people alone, which he doesn't, but this was obviously like a big enough thing for him to be like, you know what? dude, you kind of suck. I don't want to be around you anymore. Um, just not feeling comfortable with Podrick, like lying in an attempt to get back at column. But in also being not nice, one of the things that is overheard that column says that one night is that that's the most interesting that Podrick has ever been. Yes. And so Podrick takes that as his cue to try to behave more badly. Yes. Uh, so he thinks he has this understanding now and he goes to talk to Colum, talks to him about uh, his song that he's making. And the song title, by the way, is The Banshees of Inishirin. Um, so he's the Podrick now feels like they had a conversation. They un, they're at an understanding now. They've, they've made up. Everything is all good. He even admits that he lied to displace the fiddle player. He says that to Column. Yep. I think that's the driving point for what, how Column proceeds, which is cutting off the rest of his fingers in one fell swoop. Yep. Now, Podrick didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're not all good. Rest of the fingers, chop, 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 chop. While the, again, while this is happening, Siobhan... They even go back to one point and they show him conducting with a fiddle because he can't fucking play it. right he he can no longer play his fiddle so he's still leading his group shaking his bloody hand holding the fiddle uh fantastic in the background here siobhan has she's done she got an invitation to a job at a library on the mainland and she took it so she leaves 
Podrick is now home alone. And because no one was around when Colum threw all the fingers at the door, the animals were outside. And unfortunately, death did come to Inishirin as Jenny the donkey choked on one of Colum's fingers and died. Sad. Very sad. I did want to backtrack real quick to Siobhan leaving. Yes. They, they touch on every now and then because you, you can see the mainland from the island of Inishirin. And they show, they'll have, sprinkle in a little bit of the Irish Civil War that's happening. Very outs- distant gunfire. Outside of their, of their town. And it's, they can like see smoke or they'll hear like pops and whatever. And I thought it was interesting. And I mean, maybe I'm reading a little too much into this, that they don't see that anymore once Siobhan leaves to the mainland. So part of me wonders if, like, Siobhan is, like, if, is Siobhan the normie that got out of this, like, curse, not cursed, but, like, ghoulish little bubble filled with all of these spirits and all of these little, like, jib-jab thingies that are happening and then, like, escaped all of that and then went to the mainland and she is, like, the center. She is the peace and, like, because she's not on the island anymore that's when like all of this shit starts happening but they never cut back to showing yeah the the conflict happening on the mainland where she is yeah there might be something to that i think uh siobhan is certainly siobhan is certainly the best of all of them in terms of she is smart she is nice she is interesting she is she doesn't put up with bullshit and she always wants more for herself yes and so it, I, I think there, there's probably something to that because they do, you know, they're the, the climax of the movie happens after this. And, and when we're, when we get mm-hmm. to the end of it, they do remark like, you know, I haven't heard any gunfighting from the mainland in a few days. Maybe they're done, but we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. Cause that's kind of the, the, the button on the movie. Um, so, so Jenny has died. Jenny has died. Podrick is solemn. Distraught. <laughs> His, you know, his sister has left. She didn't didn't even really say goodbye. Just sort of like left. His sister has left. His donkey is dead. The annoying guy that hangs out with him in town has nowhere to be found. Right. Dominic is lost. And <laughs> Colm doesn't want to be his friend anymore. <laughs> so. He is alone. The He's isolated. The Dominic yeah. thing really gets overlooked because his dad, who is the police officer, like fucking hates Podrick and has even like, oh, like yeah, he he like he punched hit, him, sucker yeah. punched him a few times for for getting involved with Dominic and like trying to tell yeah. him how to raise his son or whatever. yeah yeah. Um, but he's come he comes around and he says you better bring my son or you better tell my son to be back at the house and Podrick's kind of like I don't know what you're talking about yeah I just, I'm not there. Uh, so Podrick now distraught. Buries the donkey and he, de- he decides this is it. This is my, like, he's, uh, uh, my friend has affronted me. My former friend has affronted me for the last time. So he goes to the pub and he confronts him. He's like, hey, you threw your fingers at my door and my donkey died. And then the, the police officer does come in at that point and is like, oh, hey, I'm going to get you. And Colm still like sort of being his friend punches the police officer out. Yeah. Which it was sort of a thing of like, okay, are you coming back around? Okay, you're not. All right, well, we're because I think at this point, 
it's a lost cause. They they understand each other, but now they also understand that they now need to be enemies. And that I'm, I'm having a thought about this, yeah. but we'll talk about it after the end. So uh Podrick says, I'm gonna burn your house down. Two o'clock tomorrow, Two Sunday, o'clock. God's day. Yep. I will be burning your house down and I don't care if you're in it or not. I'm not gonna check. Yep. Which he does. But and that's what he does. Yeah, it's there's it's, also a great part right before that where it's right. I forget if it's before he burns it down no, it's or before if it's he goes before up to the he says it. That ghost lady, what's her name? Uh, Miss McCormick. McCormick. Yeah, says to him with no context, no no prior conversation. Just says like, take his dog, like first. Like, don't burn the house down with his dog first. And it's like, you're, oh, you're not going to kill the dog, are you? It's yeah. just like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> and Podrick literally says, don't put ideas in my head that aren't there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're you, talking about, Don't lady. put my ideas in my fucking head, you fucking wench. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, and he goes and he sees the dog and the shears and he understands. And that's when he goes to the pub. But he decides, going to burn it all down. And they're all sitting in church. Right before two o'clock, you see him get up and they all know, all right, this, this is what's going on. And uh, he goes, gets firewood and gasoline, you know, takes the dog, puts the dog in a wagon, puts all the fire. The goodest dog, by the way. Yeah, great dog. Uh, His name was Sammy. Sammy. Good dog. Uh, puts the wood against the windows and the door, lights everything on fire, and sure enough, burns down the place. And he's about to leave. He said he wasn't going to check. Like you said, he does check. He sees Column sitting there and just, you know, acknowledges like, fine, whatever. Then he rides off. Uh, so, again, then Podrick goes home. The police officer is going to go to his house and finally beat him up. But before the police officer can get to the house, Miss McCormick waves him over. Says, yeah. here, follow me. And that's where we holding, learn that. Holding Dominic's stick. Stick with the hook. That he makes note of in a very eloquent dis- decision of, or not decision, description of it's a hook. It's a stick with a hook on it. What could it be for? <laughs> Hooking things at a stick that are sticks l- length. Like the way. It's so funny. It's, he's, just, he's very simple, man. It's, it's, the the it's lines adorable. are good and the delivery is impeccable. It's like, oh, that's a stick with a hook. What do you think you could do with it? Oh, hook things that are sticks like the way. He does. It's like, yeah, you idiot, of course. Anyway. Uh, that's, that's very early. It's, it kind of endears you to him right away. But we, we go to this lake where we had seen a couple times where you heard about people diving in and committing suicide and um and it's even at this lakeside where dom tried to ask out siobhan at one point in the movie yeah because he's he he's trying to you know he's trying to find a girl that he fancies and even though she's older she's smart and and better for than he is something else about siobhan just on that note the town is really fucking mean to her yeah well, it's like it's like a bell situation, yeah, like you said. But like they, they, someone literally like says to her, "This is why no one likes you." <laughs> and that drives her to leave. Yeah, I mean, she should have. Um, but yes, Dominic is has jumped in the lake himself, and yeah. he's committed suicide. That is the second death 
that came to Inishirin that day. Whether it's the, from, whether it's, I mean, you could attribute it to a couple things, whether that's the father being an evil person, whether it's Podrick not being a good friend of Dominic. Yeah. You know, the, Podrick isolating himself from Dominic while he's being isolated from Colum and in turn, like, just not being nice anymore. Um, so the next morning, uh, Podrick takes the dog back to the burning house where he sees that Colum survived. Where we'll, we'll, we learn that Colin survived by the, there's a chair now outside the burning, the burnt down house and Miss McCormick pulls up the chair and just takes a seat to watch the show, I guess, of, of these two friends having one last conversation on the beach. I thought it was interesting that there were actually two chairs. Yeah. There was like a rocking chair and then. Why would there be two chair? chairs? I don't know. If he doesn't want to be friends with them anymore. I didn't consider that. Yeah. Maybe he this just thought it was a good chair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> this is tying into the thing I wanted to get to, like, like after, but we're almost there. It culminates with these two talking on the beach and Colum saying, I am genuinely sorry that your donkey died. And Podrick kind of being like, yeah, I don't care. I'm still pissed about that. And Colum trying to find a place of like, are we even now? And Patrick being like, no, no, we're, this isn't the end of things because the end of things would have been you dying in the burning house, but because you got your ass out of the house, we're now fighting forever because you killed my dog and I burnt down your house or you, you you killed my donkey and I burned (laughs) down your house. We're done. I, so before when I, that well. That's how the movie ends. Right. Well, they, they do have a couple lines of, oh, we have noticed that the, the fighting, maybe, maybe they'll get over it. And then Podrick says, there's some things people, people just won't get over. And, yeah. And, but then there is one, one final nice thing of, you know, thanks for taking care of my dog anyway. Yeah. And Podrick looks down, smiles at the dog, says, you know, anytime. So. And that's how the movie ends. And they walk away on the beach and it's a beautiful scenery and some so. vistas. Of the Irish countryside. Do you think, despite what was said, knowing what you know, how we've discussed all this, are they friends now? Are they friends again? Oh, uh, no. I disagree. I think it's kind of like a, like how you would be friends with like a Ron Swanson type where it's like, yeah, that guy's really annoying, but he's like around. Well, I think that's the thing, right? Is that there's like if Ron Swanson and Red Foreman were friends, they're just going <laughs> to sit there and well, think about how stupid the other guy is. They're not going to say anything, but they're going to do it every damn day with a beer at two o'clock. We're you have you've been rewatching Parks and Rec and one of the most recent episodes, Ron Swanson said, there's a guy that uh, I didn't talk to all the time at work. Best friend I ever had. I still don't talk to him. I still don't talk to him sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of what maybe what you can take away here. Maybe, but I, I think it's a thing where like. Why would there be two chairs? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know. I think Enter- it, I, can I, you I, just, can you do me the solid and just entertain it? I'm, I'm trying to, I just, I don't, I don't know if, I think he just like the chair. I doubt that highly. Well, I think it's a thing too of like so much of this stuff is just done with purpose. I think it's a thing too of like 
they've shown that this town, while being so small, or this this community, there's still plenty of people that hate each other or have grudges against each other, that they're all quite petty. I mean, that's all sort of a thing of why Siobhan wanted to leave in the first place, because she mentioned the pettiness of everyone on this dumb little island. Yeah. I I don't know. How it's not dissimilar from like having to work with someone you don't like. You know, you have to live on a rock with someone you don't like, but you still have to coexist with them. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a thing where they can now they can both just go to the pub. They don't have to sit with each other. I think they're at an understanding of we can both be in the pub at the same time, but I'll be at my table. You'll be at your table and we'll just ignore each other. I disagree. I think they're they're frenemies. At the very least, they'll, you know, watch each other's. Watch the dog. Yeah. You know, if Colm needs to go on a trip, Podrick will watch the dog. Another funny anecdote. After Siobhan left the evening after the house burned down. Colm let, not Colm, Podrick left all the animals inside. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's literally a cow in the bedroom and then a horse in the doorway watching the cow. They have this exchange of... They, they read out these letters that they've written to each other, uh, Siobhan and, and Podrick. And Siobhan is, oh, I'm ensconced on the coast. And it's so great here, Podrick. You can come live with me and, you know, get away from everything that's on the island. And then Podrick sort of just lies. And first he says. First he says, I don't know what ensconced is. <laughs> first, I don't know what ensconced means. <laughs> Second, I can't just leave, you know, the animals here. Uh. You know, Dominic can't take care of the animals. Or no, Dominic died. Does he say that Dominic died? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I have to stay and take care of the animals. He does. He does fib and say that Jenny is still alive. Yes. Right. That's 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 the lie he says. Um, Basically, like he has the out like he has a way to get off that island himself. But he can't. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's that he can't, but he doesn't want to that he doesn't. This is all he knows, and so why would he, like, ensconce himself somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just, I've got taken back to the scene where Siobhan leaves, and she's on a boat, and she just sees this little black figure standing on a gorgeous cliffside. Yeah. And it's Podrick waving goodbye. Yeah. It was very nice. Like, I can't stress enough how beautiful this film was Mm -hmm. just the town the the grass (laughs) (laughs) yeah west coast of ireland cliffs of mower that's uh god's country truthfully it's a beautiful place to be um any uh any final thoughts uh in the in the spoiler territory of banshees no sir all right let's wrap this thing I suppose niceness doesn't last then, does it, Patrick? But will I tell you something that does last? What? And I don't say something stupid like music. Music lasts. Knew it! Everyone to a man knows Mozart's name. I don't, so there goes that theory. And that is our discussion on The Banshees of Inishirin, a delightful little film, Irish to its core. Um, Best picture... Rankings as they stand with us, what we've seen so far. Again, we have seen so far in alphabetical order All Quiet on the Western Front, 
Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Top Gun. And Top Gun Maverick. So we ha- we've seen six. Hell yeah, look at us. So we're past the halfway point. I, I, somehow I missed Top Gun <laughs> when I was going down uh, alphabetically before. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I feel like your rankings aren't changing too much. They're not. I, it's honestly, I'm stuck between where to put it between itself and um, All Quiet. Interesting. I think everything, everywhere, all at once is still my front runner. Mm-hmm. It's a close race. It, it's it's very much everything, everywhere, all quiet. Banshees are are rising to the top, and Avatar, Elvis, Top Gun are just sort of like <laughs> skulking down at the bottom. We've got we've got mm. a lot of room for filler right now. Yeah. Here, I'll, 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 I'll give my list bottom to the top. So I've, I've sort <laughs> Elvis, of... 50 feet of crap. No, you know what? I've, <laughs> I'm trying to take into some consideration my favorites, what I think about it, how my thoughts have sort of shifted, um, and as well as what I think might actually, what like the, an actual order of potential winners is. So for me, I think in terms of potential winners, Avatar is last. I don't think Avatar. Sure. I think like if we had to pick, does Elvis have a better shot of winning than Avatar? I think Elvis would have a better shot at winning than Avatar. Yes. Um, so I would go Avatar, Elvis. Now I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here. All quiet. Then Top Gun. Wow. Really? Even though you know Top Gun is just a fancy remake of Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, the ending certainly is, but it's, I think we talked about it a little bit during the all quiet thing about like the, the luncheon they had the other day. I just think that there is, there is something to be said of this was the best movie experience anybody had last year. That's what anyone ever says about it. Like not even the, the, the Steven Spielberg thing about, Oh, it's safe cinema. It's like, it's a fun thing. The visceral reaction of watching that movie in the theater is something that none of these other movies will give you. Yeah. Like even even the 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 most ardent supporters of everything everywhere will tell you that Top Gun is probably a a, a bigger adrenaline shot than yeah than um than than that. So I think there is something to be said for that. Now, as far as the top two, I think I I, I have to stick to my guns, and I have to put. Banshee's number one over everything everywhere for me. All right. Like, I think there's something to be said about it being maybe a little bit more of a traditional Oscar winner. Yeah. Whereas everything everywhere is fantastic, but it is weird in genre in a lot of ways that maybe some members, well, this, the Academy has become more diverse and more, you know, uh, younger and, and uh, up, up to date. I think that Banshees of Inishirin kind of checks all those boxes. And it makes me think of, honestly, the thought that I had, and it's not a one-to-one, the thought that I had reminded me of Coda, where Coda yeah. is a movie where everyone's like, you know what? I just really liked that movie. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like 
transcendent story or transcendent technically. It was just everybody's second or third favorite. It's like, this is a really nice movie. And I, I enjoyed watching this. The way that I describe Banshees is like, that's absolutely delightful. I had a great time and it's well-made. So that makes me think that there might be enough variance in how the voting gets tabulated yeah. that it could be a winner because that's, of, because of that sentiment. That's fair. I, I, I agree. I don't think we can count out these second place. I was about to say P2. <laughs> second place, third place, best of the rest kind of things that like people might be so divided on what their top thing is, but all agree on their second or third even mm-hmm. that that will get. I mean, I I can absolutely see that happening. So there's a couple other. I want to go over two other categories because as I'm kind of like looking them over, we've seen we've either seen them all now or we've seen everything that we will see in these categories. So the first one and the and the biggest one is best actor, where the nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for Banshees, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, and we've seen all three of those, and then the other two which we're just not gonna see and probably have the least chance of winning as it is anyway. Uh, Paul Mescal in After Sun and Bill Nye in Living. Having seen the, the three major contenders, Austin Butler, who won at the Golden Globe, Colin Farrell, who won the other Golden Globe, and Brendan Fraser, who won the, the SAG Award this week as Best Actor. Do you have any thought there? Do you have a, a favorite? That is a tight... It's tighter, tighter than I would have thought it was, you know, when, when these things got announced, because people just said like before the, oh, it's going to be Brendan Fraser in a walk. But now that we've like gone through some of the award season and we've given it time to kind of settle around, it is a more interesting category than it was. This is going to be a hot take for you. I, between those three, I don't don't do it. Don't do it. I don't think Colin Farrell will win. Okay. Between those three, I don't think he's the winner. It's between you, Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. When I was saying don't do it, I'm just saying don't don't say it's Austin Butler. I can't rule it out. I can't rule it out. Yeah. He embodied Elvis so much it stuck with him for a year after <laughs> they finished filming. Suppose it came out like what last week where someone's like, he's no, he's transitioning away from it. Yeah, because he's, he's facing it out. They're filming for Dune 2 and he's in that. Yeah, you can't sound like you're from friggin' Graceland in <laughs> Dune. Oh man, Paul, they're gonna come get us with their flying machines. <laughs> I'm all shook up. <laughs> um I I can't rule it out. I mean, I I I would like Brendan Fraser to win just so to, the, to complete the circle of the renaissance and, the and thing, he can get that like dramatic award and then go make another mummy movie. The thing to note is the well, the nominee, the, I forget how it goes. The nominees are done by the the respective guilds, right? And then no. The, the actual voting is done by the guilds. The voting is done by... So, like, they're, you they're, as an editor, branches. you vote for right. editing. You as a screenwriter, you vote for screenwriting. 
everybody votes for Best Picture. Right. So, so actors only are act, are voting for acting. And who won the Screen Actors Guild was Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think if you're going to peg somebody, you peg him. I just, I, I can't. I mean, then again, the actors also nominated uh, Anna de Armas for Blonde, so you know, <laughs> who, who's to know? I, like, I think I think Colin Farrell's performance in this movie is rather lovely and probably some of his best work. I mean, obviously, he got nominated. I would love to see him win too, but truthfully, I don't know if I have a, a good comprehensive history. Oh, well, of Colin I mean, Farrell's movies, save for <laughs> the Penguin. Well, Penguin and. Uh, He's the 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 oh and the guy in uh, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts, yeah. He's the guy that becomes Johnny Depp, who yeah. becomes Mad Nicholson. Oh, God, <laughs> he was good in that. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I I don't know. I think it, it, there's clearly there, there's clearly a top three, and I think at this point it could go any way. I don't know if it's for like most acting, <laughs> then it's you know not. It's not Colin Farrell. It's probably correct. You know, either Austin Butler or Brendan Fraser. That's why he's three of three. Yeah. Uh, the other category where we've we've seen everything uh, is best supporting actress. Uh, Angela Bassett, Black Panther. Hong Chow for the Whale. Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inisherin. Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Wow. I mean, Angela Bassett's been kind of pegged I, to be the winner for so long that yeah. it's hard to say somebody else. Like, honestly, of the other nominees, if if it were me, I think Carrie Condon is the, be- the best of the other. Really? Yeah. I, I really think so. Plus, I, you got to remember that I think Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu were probably going to split votes i think stephanie sue was she was, is my, she was phenomenal is, if yeah. it's if it's not angela bassett it's stephanie sue carrie condon was great and is maybe like right behind stephanie yeah i mean but they're they're gonna give it to angela bassett right like i honestly hope they do yeah well i mean she's won it pretty much everywhere else right well let me what was uh the screen she won she won did she win the bafta i don't think she did so at the sag awards it was jamie lee curtis oh wow over the same field of angela bassett hong chow carrie condon stephanie sue wow so i don't know carrie i think carrie condon won the bafta that would make sense because there was the whole snafu because when Carrie Mulligan's name got said oh. when it was supposed to be Carrie Condon. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to give it to Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett did the thing. Angela Bassett. Um, yeah. All right. Um, that's the awards talk then. We're 11 days we out. We're plowing through. Plowing I think through. we're going to. We're going to keep charging and get as much done as we can over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a busy weekend for us, however. Yep. <laughs> um, but Luckily, we'll also get a predictions mm-hmm. podcast out before the show. Well before the show. Not well before. Decently before the show. We'll try to, at a minimum, the Friday before. Yeah. At a minimum. Um, 
So look for that on March 10th. So you can listen to it on Saturday while you do your chores and get ready for Sunday night at the Kodak Theater in Los Angeles, California. It's not the Kodak anymore. It's, it's not? the Dolby Theater. Oh, the Dolby Theater. Hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, the 95th Annual yeah. Academy Awards. Kodak can't afford that shit anymore. No one takes film pictures. You're, you're correct. I am. You're correct in this case. Um, things coming up. I mean, we mentioned a few before. I want, I want to sneak in a cocaine bear viewing at some point. I, when we're trying to get through the Oscar movies, I don't know where it's going to fit in. I want to get that in there, though. Um, Creed 3 comes out this weekend. I definitely want to get that in there at some point because I am excited for that. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, you want to see 80 for Brady? Is that still something you want to try to sneak in here? I don't know if I need to sneak in. Is it I... even in the theaters anymore? I don't know. I don't know. We might have missed our window. We'll find a way. <laughs> if we don't see you at the movies, we'll see you on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess anything. Do we have any other thoughts? There's a uh, Haunted Mansion trailer comes out tomorrow. Are you excited for that? Not in the slightest. <laughs> They've been trying to like make a new Haunted Mansion movie for so Did many years. Did you ever see the Eddie Murphy one? I've seen bits of it. I never it's have. It's spotty. I know nothing about it. Like, I don't know if they, if they do a thing of like the family is lost and are seeking refuge in this house or they moved into this new house that was super cheap and yeah. no one knows why. I miss the, the multiple attempts at a Disneyland ride cinematic universe. <laughs> Between pirates, like pirates work. Could you imagine? Pirates is great, but you could know. you imagine a big Thunder Mountain movie? <laughs> I don't know why it doesn't exist. I, I, it has to be like in production. No way. In like some sort no of development. No way. Right? No. Space no. Mountain. You can't tell me that there's not a Space Mountain being done. No, there is not a Matterhorn. Space Mountain being done. No. It's a small world. No. Well, you can't do Splash Mountain anymore. <laughs> uh. It's a small world, really. What is that going to be like a buddy cop movie? <laughs> you know, I mean, Disney... they they did that. It's called the Gray Man, where they just go around the fucking world. <laughs> I got shot in the ass, Bernice. <laughs> it's a world of laughter. Um. All right, we'll wrap this up. Uh, see the Banshees of Inisherin. It's great. You'll have a fun time. I think you mean. The Banshees of Ed Sheeran. And there it is, folks. Ba-dum. There it is. I hope you I hope you got through the last hour. You held on so you could hear that. I just need need everyone to know that Zach said it first. Yeah. But I also said it like an hour ago. And now it, <laughs> I gave you opportunity to to unleash this earlier. I waited. The, I know you would call it the Banshees of Ed Sheeran back in like December. No, I did not. I'm sure you I'm sure I you doubt did. it. I would remember something that clever. Well. Thank you for calling me clever. Yeah, I hope. We'll see you at the movies. Bye.